0: Muffin Films and Salad Fingers, Homestar Runner and Mondo Media, Adam Films and Metalocalypse, Happy Tree Friends and what the hell is Flash Animation anyway? Warning, not affiliated with Adobe. Welcome to Plug and Missing, the Flash Animation flashback podcast where we watch the Flash Animations, webtoons, and shorts that we grew up watching in the halcyon days of yore, the early 2000s. I'm Paul Reber, and with
1: me is my co-host... John Ward. All right, John. Well, what are, we, uh, what are we looking at today? Today we're talking about the first episode of Big Bunny, the Delicious Dog... And this episode aired in the year 2000. Big Bunny is a Flash cartoon series created by Amy Winfrey uh, while she was still a graduate student at UCLA. Winfrey voices all of the characters except for the Bunny, who is voiced by Peter Merriman. You might recognize the name Amy Winfrey from our Muffin Films. You know, she's the creator of Muffin Films. I was going to
0: say, I don't think anybody recognizes her from our portrayal of her internet creations, John.
1: No, (laughs) no uh yeah from from our episodes where we talked about muffin films or you know probably more likely her actual muffin film all
0: right well here's a quick summary of what we see in the clip which you should pause now to watch Uh, we see lulu who is this little i guess little girl character is probably fair to say making jam by bashing berries with a rock which is very cute Susie Mm -hmm. one of the other little characters remarks that maybe it's poisonous so they decide maybe they should feed it to their dog muffin to you know find out if it's poisonous or not I don't know how else you do it might as well kill your dog so uh, they try to do that muffin runs off and they go look for him in the woods and that's where they find Big Bunny who as we all know is a more or less two story tall pink rabbit who tells the kids he hasn't seen their dog but then does tell them a story about another different delicious dog and then the <laughs> kids basically run off. They're not that impressed with it and go look for their dog elsewhere. But the bunny has their dog all along.
1: Yeah. Well, it's it's uh, it should be noted that Sam and Lulu do love the story. Susie, however, <laughs> thinks it's a very lame story because it has like no actual payoff to it. It's very much like a wolf finds a dog and then but the wolf is already eaten. So then he decides to save the dog in a sack for later. <laughs>
0: Susie's really the only one of these kids who's gonna make it I
1: think yeah so that brings me to the first thing I wanted to talk about is that I like that the children have unique personalities and that at least one of the children has like a sort of self-preservation instinct actually two of the characters do Sam sort of mentions wolves but then goes along with the plan anyway (laughs) she created this after muffin films right Yes, it has to be. The the production value and and stuff like that is 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 much higher than in Muffin Films. I mean, the character development too as you're saying. I I figure if we watched this we'd see a lot more
0: recurring characters.
1: Yeah. Uh well, the characters all feel like this feels like a sequel to Muffin Films. There's a lot of the dog's name is Muffin, the the children eating things that they find in the woods is very Muffin Films.
0: <laughs> it's true. John, were you a were you a kid who found things in the woods and ate them?
1: No, we've actually already had this conversation on the Muffin Films one, the Muffin Tree. Damn it. Yeah, I know. I, I listened to that podcast uh, recently, which is why why I know that we've already talked about this. Scrumping, I believe, was also discussed there, and it was very good. Scrumping it's a rich actually... vein
0: we can't mine a second time.
1: No, uh, I think we also talked about scrumping on our last podcast as well, so I don't know. <laughs> What about you, Paul? I don't know if the, I I went on to a scrumping story. I don't know if you got to explain if you ate stuff that you found in the woods.
0: I don't know. I did, but it was only ever blackberries or raspberries. We never like found mushrooms and then decided to eat those. And we definitely never fed it to the dog to see if it Was safe to eat or not? Which is a bad strategy. It's either a bad
1: strategy or a very good strategy. I mean, like, I suppose, like, if you're starving in the woods and you have a small creature that would also die if this was poisonous and you don't want to die yourself, then, yeah, emergency situation, maybe feed it to the dog or a squirrel or something like that. I don't know, though, because these kids are probably old enough that they know they shouldn't give their dog
0: chocolate. And yeah. just building off of that principle, which is all kids this age could be expected to know about what dogs eat, they, <laughs> they should know that maybe what kills a dog won't kill
1: me and the other way around. That is true. That is true. The And the other side of it is I'm fairly certain that both berries and chocolate do not kill things fast enough for these children to have, like, the patience to see the difference. Like, if this dog just true. Is, like, keeled over, that that girl is probably already dead just by touching those berries from sort of, sort of, like... You know, absorbed toxicity or something. But if the dog dies in like two days from now from like built up toxicity in its blood, bloodstream, then the kids would have probably already eaten the berries by then, right? That's true. There's no way they're going to wait. John, I don't think
0: these kids know what jam is or how to make it.
1: <laughs> yeah, the. <laughs> just crushing berries on, between two rocks is very good. I like a lot.
0: I didn't think those were berries. The first time i saw this i definitely thought they were bugs and she was just smashing bugs with a rock <laughs> saying that she was
1: making jam with making bugs. jam i mean, i definitely made like uh i definitely played charlie and the chocolate factory with my sister in the drainage uh sort of area of like our yard where we jump in the drainage area one, uh, during a rainstorm and we'd mm. say it's the charlie and the chocolate factory chocolate river <laughs> But I'd like you to didn't. know that I never drank from the river, I was going to say, that, that was my clarifying question. You definitely did not uh, eat it. Yeah, no, because I'm not Augustus Gloop or whatever, and I'm not going to fall in there and then, you know, to my imminent demise. I'm not that stupid, Paul. <laughs> but these kids are. Yeah, yeah, these kids are. I like, okay, so I, I liked everything about, like, how Big Bunny keeps mentioning like how delicious or crunchy things are like his his only sense is the sense of food and deliciousness it's it's a good personality trait for these children to like just fucking ignore for their own stupidity
0: i think so i mean it even carries into the he doesn't say goodbye to the kids he says like farewell
1: be sure to eat a lot of cakes or milkshakes or whatever (laughs) yeah uh, which I appreciate, because I like all those things. Uh, I believe it is milkshakes and sausages, which I mm. thought were a good pairing. There's no way that's a good pairing. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. Ugh. Okay, so my favorite sort of description that he had was, for the dog and his story, the dog had eyes as large as dinner plates. Uh, well, Did you have, like, a favorite, like, big bunny descriptor? I really liked that its nose was like an olive. <laughs> It's yes, a delicious olive
0: mm.
1: yes, no the big Bunny's perspective on the world is very uh very good, and I relate to it a lot i I think I do too. if we decide to do a full season on big bunny i think it I think it'd be a lot of fun there's a lot yeah, here. yeah, no, and uh yeah the the parallels between muffin films and this so i I sort of wanted to do a like final take because I've never seen Big Bunny before and I I saw muffin films for this show, so you know, coming at this from the same direction. Like uh, I'm rather ignorant. Uh, I like this, I think, a lot more than the average muffin film. But there were some pretty high highs in muffin films. But I like. I think I'm. This is a good. This is a good first take for for this show. I don't know what the rest of it's going to be like if we watch the rest of it or not. But uh, I like what's what's been done in this episode. How about you, Paul?
0: Yeah, what what I liked about Muffin Films so much was that it felt like a class project, and it kind of was yeah.
1: a class project. But it's not,
0: it's not really rewatchable. It's not really as entertaining as this is. It's more
1: a relic of a time, whereas this feels yeah. like a show. It it does. It feels like it feels like this could have been picked. I mean, like one of her later shows was picked up by Nickelodeon. Right. But this does feel like something that you could. Expand on to make like a full blown cartoon with these three kids, given their personality Sort of like, uh, Susie as the skeptic, you know, wet blanket; Lulu as like the free spirit, you know, fl- you know, flaky kid, and Sam is just sort of like the yeah, let's do that, you know, like the the I don't know, just agreeable chum. Uh, I don't know. It's a good good dynamic, and then Big Bunny as like some sort of weird antagonist, <laughs> like this sort of nebulous. When will he eat the children? Will he eat the children? What other pets can he consume? Did we say at the end that Big Bunny had the dog kept in a large glass container? That was sort of the gag at the end. I don't think we said what kind of container, but we did say that he had the
0: dog. It's very funny. It's a large Pyrex-looking thing. Yeah, it's just a giant Pyrex. It's, it's really good. Stupid. It's very good. Should we jump to the morals then, John? Yeah, morals. Let's do it. All right.
1: What moral can you take away from this show, John? All right, so my moral is uh, don't name your dog after delicious things.
0: It's a very good moral,
1: although the name Biscuit for a dog is quite good. That is good. However, I believe you are accepting that if you go to Florida or something like that, that dog is going to be gator bait. Like, 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 I feel like you just are making your dog more attractive to, to larger animals. That's true.
0: What are some or, other good
1: or you're just so taken by the creature you like go into like a cute frenzy and then you accidentally eat your dog.
0: It's possible. I mean, are there yeah. any other really
1: good dog names that are delicious food? You could call your dog chicken fried. Yeah, chicken fried dog. I don't know, Clementine? No, that's like a person name. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's not
1: not good for a dog. Also, it's not it's not short enough. I think biscuit cookie. You could name a dog Cookie, like Cookie Monster, or something.
0: All right. Well, my moral was going to be one that I've I've used before on the show
1: that kids are really just stupid. <laughs> can't yep. can't be trusted. Kids be stupid. I do. I love the uh, introducing the character as making jam just by jamming, like pounding <laughs> rocks together over berries is very good.
0: It gives you a perfect sense of where these kids are coming from. Just instantly, yeah, no,
1: it's a great way to lay that pipe. You get it exactly the moment that it happens. It's good.
0: Great. Well, thanks for joining us for this episode of Plug and Missing. If you liked what you heard, please tell a friend, leave a review on iTunes, that sort of thing. If you want to talk more about Big Bunny, Amy's other work, or the world of Flash animation more broadly, you can definitely get at us on the various social media platforms at Plug and Missing or email us at PlugandMissingPod at gmail.com. If you want to check out PlugandMissing.com, you can go there and find out more information on upcoming shows, schedule of events, that kind of thing. As always, this episode was co-hosted by John Ward and Paul Reberg, produced by John Ward with music by Paul Reberg. Come back next week where we're going to ask you, Would you like to update Flash? We're glad you could join us for just a little bit discussing Flash animation and what the hell it is until next week. We hope you're well, please give us five stars on iTunes.